and don't be so hard on yourself when it isn't good because nobody's going to be on all the time. Um, so you just have to have some grace with yourself and with the process and just let it be what it is. Hey, and welcome back. We hope you've been enjoying season one of Mountain Gazette Library. While we take a break between seasons, we wanted to share interviews with past and present contributors to the magazine. This week, we have Ingrid Backstrom. Mountain Gazette Library is proudly presented by Steo. Designed, developed, and tested at the base of the Tetons in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, Steel was founded to inspire connection with the outdoors through premium technical apparel for the epic and everyday. Learn more at Steo.com. S-T-I-O.com. Steel, let the outside in. This episode is also brought to you in association with Gordini. Gordini has been redefining the cold weather experience through outdoor gear and glove innovation for more than 66 years. Based in Vermont, family-run and independently owned, Gordini has focused on the same mission since its founding in 1956 to keep you outside longer. From introducing the first ever down and leather ski mitts to launching the industry's first dual-layer ski sock, Gordini believes that the future is in our hands and now our feet. Innovation is always done in the spirit of progress. See what drives our product and our passion at Gordini.com. G-O-R-D-I-N-I.com. Ingrid Backstrom is an internationally ranked professional skier and writer whose story about the legendary outdoor pioneer Arlene Bloom was featured as the final episode of season one on the Mountain Gazette Library. Enjoy a great perspective of what it means to be an athlete, a writer, and a mother. I'm Ingrid Backstrom. I'm a skier. Um, and yeah, I've been skiing professionally for almost 20 years now. And I lived in Tahoe for a long time. So, I mean, I guess I knew of the Mountain Gazette, their original iteration way back in the day, um, just because it was such an iconic kind of print magazine. Um, and then I knew Mike Rogie from just skiing and Tahoe and powder magazine and all that stuff. And then when he brought mountain Gazette back, um, I just, you know, followed along cause it was such a cool, um, and kind of audacious seeming at the time thing that he was doing. Um, so yeah, when he asked me to write a story and contribute, it was a total honor. You know, those two different worlds of being a professional athlete and then going into more of the creative field with writing. How did those um, come together? And was it something that like writing was always an aspect of your life and it was just something that you uh, were kind of stoked to work on? Or, you know, how did those worlds come together, I guess? Yeah, I've always loved writing. Um, it's always been something that I've done. Um, never very like I've never pursued it super seriously, but. I, after I first moved to Tahoe after college, I was, you know, kind of being a ski bum for a couple of years. Um, and then I was like, well, this isn't really going anywhere. I need to use my brain. Um, and maybe writing, um, would be my thing. Cause I've always loved it. So I, um, applied for and got an internship at powder magazine. And that was just super awesome. And I was like, okay, maybe this is it. I can pursue writing, um, but stay in the ski world this way. Um, and then, like as my internship was finishing, I got a call from Matchstick Productions to see if I wanted to film with them. So um, I guess I kind of went down the skiing track instead, but I've always tried to write whenever I can. I like to, like, I just can't help it. It's like, you know, when you just have 
stuff that has to come out and you have to write it down. I guess that's just always been uh, me and it's never very good, but I just love to express myself that way. Definitely. Yeah. It's really cool. Has it, um, you know, alongside, you know, going into skiing and being a professional skier, did writing serve as, um, I don't know if tool is the right word, but maybe a tool, maybe something that could help you get your thoughts out, like you said, but also be maybe therapeutic in difficult situations or help you get over something, um, you know, as far as in your career as, as a skier as well. How did writing play a role in that? Yeah, for sure. Um, it definitely helps me think about stuff from a different perspective, which is always good. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I've always like journaled and written from my own self. Um, and that was like, extremely instrumental during some really tough years in Tahoe. And I was kind of trying to make it as a skier and I was super hard on myself. And, um, I think just writing in my journal through all that was really a good outlet, um, personally. And then as far as more recently, um, becoming a mom and having kids and just having, there's really not much information out there at all. Um, I mean, there's starting to be more, but in terms of being a mom and coming back from having kids and um, still wanting to be an athlete um, and all the changes that my body went through with pregnancy and childbirth, um, they're just, I couldn't find a ton out there. So that was just a way for me to express all the stuff that I was going through on my blog. Um, so I'm like recipes and just like, I have those little things that I just work on and noodle on and have to get out um, creatively. So I guess that's been a great outlet. And then whenever there's an opportunity to write for a magazine, I don't like pursue it very often. Um, but whenever it works out and I have a good chat with someone that's like, oh, we should work together or write something. Um, I'm always so excited for that opportunity to come up. But yeah, um, I guess to get back to your question, it's just been, yeah, it's been something that I've always gone to when skiing is going well or when skiing is going not that well to just work through stuff. Speaking on, you know, sort of what you talked about on the latter end of that was working with magazines. So you wrote a story for Mountain Gazette and how did that uh, come to be and how did you, you know, pick what you wanted to write about and maybe just give a little bit of a synopsis of what you wrote about. It was featured in our Mountain Gazette podcast. So it is like the, it's the final episode. So it's coming out um, soon as we record this. But uh, for those of the people that maybe uh, just want a little bit more background story or just get an idea of, you know, how you uh, chose what you wrote, wrote about and how it, you know, was important to you? Yeah, well, I think I ended up being interviewed on another podcast with Rogie. And I'm not sure how it came up. But afterwards, he was like, hey, do you want to write something for us? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. But I have no idea what to write. Um, but at that time, I had two little kids. And I guess... I was, you know, just all of a sudden, like, taking care of and responsible for these two tiny beings, <laughs> and realizing how much is out there in the world that's like, wants to get you at all times. Like, I don't, that's like, it's like total mama bear instincts, where you're just like, Oh, my gosh, there's stuff everywhere, that's dangerous or bad. And I, you know, like, not just sound, I don't know, I guess it's like, 
a little bit crazy when you're not sleeping that much and you have little kids. And <laughs> I, yeah, so I read this article in the New York Times about a woman, Arlene Bloom, who had, and the article was about her science that she'd done and all of the work she had done to keep toxic, toxic chemicals out of children's toys and pajamas. And I was like, wait, I've heard this name before. Because when I was in high school and college, Arlene was a big hero of mine for her mountaineering pursuits. And I couldn't believe that here I was in this totally other phase of my life. And this woman was there again as a total hero in another way to me. And I just thought she is the most remarkable woman. And so I read and I had read one of her books back in high school. And so I found another one of her books and looked up her foundation, all the stuff that she worked on, done a ton of research and just like went down the rabbit hole. Um, and so, yeah, it was like, I was like, well, that totally has a tie in. Like she is a mountaineering pioneer as well as all this other stuff she's done to help keep, you know, our world more safe and healthy. Um, so yeah, I just pitched it to Mike and he, he was very game and just said, yeah, that, that sounds cool. Like I think at first he was probably like, what is she talking about? But, um, to Mike's credit, he, he let me run with it. Nice. Yeah. And then, I mean, I think it's really cool how that seems to be kind of, um, you know, an overlapping theme too, is like worlds colliding as far as like you're riding and then skiing and those kind of worlds kind of came together when you're supposed to, you kind of incorporated both of those together. And then now with uh, Arlene as well and her worlds colliding and how they parallel with yours, I think it's really cool how, you know, she was like an athlete and a mountaineer pioneer. And then also someone who made a conscious effort to like protect children. And now you're, you know, a mother who was a professional athlete and it was a skier and now you're kind of, those worlds are also coming together. How did that sort of, I don't know, it must've been a really cool moment to have those, you know, parallels and how unique, but also like very similar your lives are in a way. Yes, for sure. I mean, she's just an icon and the amount of things that she has accomplished in her lifetime so far, and she's still going is absolutely outrageous. Like she has led two careers <laughs> that are both remarkable. Like one person could like, I'm not, I'm not saying this very well, but either one of her careers would be a total achievement, like lifetime achievement for one person. And she has done it in two different realms. She's done it in science and also in mountaineering. And she's an incredible author as well. She's written, you know, some amazing books. Um, so yeah, just um, getting to like, oh, even dive down and learn more about her and then to be able to interview her and speak with her and just hear her passion um, about like talking to her was like, <laughs> she takes no crap. Like she's just like all about her work and very focused and very forward moving and, you know, um, yeah, just her passion, um, and getting to soak in a little bit of that, talking to her and diving into her story was really cool. And it did help me reflect on my own life and what I've done and what I want to accomplish. And, um, you know, just super inspiring her story to me. You know, one other thing I would love to know is sort of 
as you talk about your accomplishments and what you want to accomplish going forward, how has your, um, you know, your dreams and goals and aspirations throughout the years, how has that changed from being a professional skier to now being a parent? Um, you know, how does that look? What is, what does the future look like for you as far as what you want to do? And, you know, how has your, uh, pursuits and ambitions changed over the years? Gosh, that's a good question. If I knew the answer to that, <laughs> um, that would be awesome. But yeah, no, I mean, I guess I'm still figuring out what I want to be when I grow up, like to use the cliche, but I've just been focused on skiing for so long. And then having kids and having a family has changed that perspective. And also, as I've gotten older, I think it happens to a lot of people with age, you just realize like, okay, I've gotten to do all this cool stuff. And now I start looking around me and I want to be able to share that and um, kind of help others be able to do that as well. And so I guess, yeah, with having kids and wanting them to have a good future and wanting the future of skiing and the mountains to be there for all of us um, and available to everyone. I guess for me, it's just like, how do I continue to ski and have fun, but also, I guess, use that in a way that might be able to bring others in and uh, yeah, just pass on the knowledge and share it um, in a more broad way. Nice. Very cool. And then I guess one last question would just be sort of, you know, as someone who may be looking at you the same way that you looked at Arlene growing up and being inspired, what would be your, um, you know, it's not, it's not the best question, but sort of just your advice maybe to maybe a young aspiring athlete or a young aspiring uh, creative writer, someone who is looking at your journey is inspired by it. Um, you know, what is something maybe that you would have given advice to yourself when you're starting out in skiing or writing, you know, what would be something that you found, you know, over the years has become a really, really important, you know, thing that you wish you knew sooner? <laughs> I would say just keep doing it um, through the hard times and the challenging parts. Um, nothing is really linear, you know, like there'll be ups and downs, um, but just sticking with it, if you truly love it, um, I think that that is ultimately really what pays off in the long run um whether it becomes a career or a passion um just having something that you stick with um and go through the highs and the lows and the plateaus um is really um, one of the most amazing gifts i've gotten from skiing and um also from writing and uh yeah i hope to going forward you know in reference to the last question like I hope to do more writing. I hope to do more creating and um, more uh, sharing more stories and movies and writing and all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think just keep at it, even when it's not good, um, would be my advice. And and don't be so hard on yourself when it isn't good, because nobody's going to be on all the time. Um, so you just have to have some grace with yourself and with the process and just let it be what it is. Okay, great. Awesome. Well, Ingrid, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Do you have, um, like you said, you have a blog, do you have some links and maybe some like websites people can reach out and see your work and content and, you know, uh, see what you're producing and putting out there? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so the past couple of years I worked on a project called The Approach, which is a ski and snowboard film, um, 
centering women, adaptive athletes and people of color. And you can find those, the approach and the approach to on YouTube. Um, and then also my blog is at ingridbackstrom.com. And that's just like, my blog doesn't also know what it wants to be when it grows up. It's like just a collection of like my skier mom thoughts and random recipes and stuff that I just can't help but put out there. So it's, you know, it's random, but <laughs> you want to, you want to check it out. Be my guest. The Mountain Gazette Library is produced and hosted by me, John Bustar. For more, head over to mountaingazette.com slash subscribe today and pick up a subscription to the magazine. This podcast is executive produced by Mike Rogie, marketing by Austin Holt, produced by Connor Sedmack, social media by Amy Doran, and public relations by Ryan Rowe. No part of this podcast may be reproduced without written permission from Mountain Gazette and its parent company, Verb Cabin, LLC.